In our podcast today, we're going to talk about the radical transformation that's happening in America and in the West as we rejected God and basically uh, have made ourselves God. You know, what Baal likes to do is, is to erase all the boundary lines, all the lines of distinction between good and evil, right and wrong, uh, and overturn all those things. And if you've been paying attention to what's happened in America over the last 50 years, we have literally watched America uh, turned upside down. What we once celebrated as wholesome is now considered evil and vice versa. And so we're going to look in our podcast today at this gradual transformation that happens when a nation apostatizes, when a nation begins to uh, worship other idols, other gods outside of the true and living God. So you're not going to want to miss this podcast today. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Discipleship Podcast. Here we are once again, bringing clarity where there was once confusion, helping you understand why our politicians are doing the crazy things that they're doing. And uh, I thought I would start off with just a little (laughs) fun headline. It's almost, you know, we're talking about the crazy radical transformation in America and the West where you're wondering, and a lot of people are, what happened to America? You know, how... What is going on? Well, th- this this headline here, you know, we've got a few things happening uh, in our world that are kind of serious, right? I mean, help me. Uh, like, we got a massive border crisis that could be solved if the administration wanted to solve it. But, and that was the other thing. I'm just, I'm digressing here. I could not believe that the Supreme Court sided with the Biden administration uh, in the situation with Texas. You know, Texas obviously a border a border state, a big border state. They're the ones having to deal with uh, the massive influx of people entering our nation illegally. Um, they, it's, a, it's an incredible problem for them as a border state. So they're doing what the federal government should be doing. The mm-hmm. federal government's job is to protect our borders. We're having, uh, I would call it an invasion, but an invasion means, um, you know, it's like an enemy that you're trying to fight, but they're invading you. But we're not even trying to stop this. It's it's an absolute joke um, from the Biden administration uh, when they say that, oh, that the border's secure. I mean, everybody's going, what are you talking about? We're we're watching how many millions of people uh, are entering our country. And... um, and anyway, so what does Texas do? They say, look, if, if you're not going to secure our border, then we're going to secure our border because we're the ones having to deal with all this craziness and mayhem. So so they put barbed wire uh, all along their border. They tried doing the floating you know, things across the river to keep people from being able to climb over. Th- these are humane, safe, but effective ways to protect your border. And... And the federal government comes in and says, uh, yeah, you guys can't do that. You got to get this stuff out of here. Um, and uh, in other words, let's create an unsecure border again. And the Supreme Court rules five to four in favor of the Biden administration. I'm thinking, have we, have we lost our minds? Does anybody want a secure border anymore? Uh, and I don't understand. I understand why the, the Democrats largely are doing this. They're looking for votes. They're, they're looking for power. Um, they're looking for uh you know, a a bigger block, I guess, of people that are going to become new Democrat voters, the bottom line. But I don't understand. And then we start shipping folks to cities that call themselves, you know, sanctuary cities. And then chaos is erupting now, which I think is good because they're getting a taste of their own medicine, like right. New York City, Chicago's even even whining about it. I mean, it's creating some serious problems, especially for the people living in those cities. 
Um, but I, but okay, so I don't understand. Like that's a major problem. My point being, we have a we have a major major problem. Um, we have a lot of other major major problems. But the Democrats in California, these guys are on it. They are introducing a bill to ban rodent killing glue traps. All right, the glue. <laughs> This is almost the, the Glue Trap Prohibition Act is being co-sponsored by California Congressman Ted Lieu and Adam Schiff. These are two names. These are both two rats that, that should be in glue traps themselves. All right. These guys are bad. Uh, and who's pushing this legislation? PETA. All right. PETA, who believes that a boy is a rat, is a dog, is a I forget what their famous line is. Basically, they they put human human beings on the same level of animal life all right so a human is no different in their own language than a rat mm-hmm. and so here they are protecting rats because evidently it's a mean to kill a rat or a mouse with a glue trap but what's crazy is they're worried about the 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 health and welfare of rats while they are both incredibly pro abortion in their in their policies and so here we have people, congressmen, that are actually listening to people who are pleading for the, uh, you know, humane treatment of mice in your house, but they're completely blinded to caring for children. They're also pushing the the LGBTQ uh, uh, transgender issues of of mutilating kids and uh, and and all. I mean, my point is, it's like there's no distinction, there are no moral values in terms of like human life versus the life of a rat. How do we get to such a place of incredible, you know, darkness? Um, I mean, it's just unbelievable to me. We're going to talk a little bit about that in the podcast. Today. Yeah, how do we get there? How did we get there? Yeah, yeah, how did we get there? And how do we get get people's minds out of the gutters, literally, <laughs> in terms of like there's greater fish to fry here? Oh, that's yeah. a PETA would get me for that one too. <laughs> or now we're frying fish. That's probably cruel. Anyway, um, this lack of distinction. It's, it's what it is. Is paganism. Yeah. It, it's stuff that we have come out of. Um, uh, the worship. I, I think back in the Old Testament times, remember when when the Ark of the Covenant was captured and, and God was wreaking havoc on all these uh, pagan <laughs> nations, and they made the little the little gold mice and they made the the little uh, 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 golden hemorrhoids, oh, yeah, right? Yeah. Because they had to appease you know the mice god or whatever. I don't know what they were worshiping, but anyway, this this is pure, unadulterated paganism it's darkness it's what the it's what the gospel liberated us from and now we're going headlong right back into it and so Jonathan Cunn's trying to shed some light on why is America going back to just blatant you know paganism pagan worship right and it has been going back to it right for for quite a while it, yeah. now it, it's a process yeah. but now it's starting to show its colors yeah and I think this podcast will shine some light too on just the uh the green craze, the climate climate worshiper craze, and and all that we're seeing in, in our news today, none of it which makes sense. That's another. I'm on a I'm on a roll, but it's yeah. just yeah. how I don't understand. Number one, I don't understand the American people. Why we tolerate uh, if Joe Biden wants to destroy the gas and oil industry, and he's going to ban gas stoves, like. Where in the Constitution does it give our president the right to tell us what kind of cooking appliances we can use in our house? Like, 
Where's that in the Constitution? Where? How is it that, that a certain political party can just attack an entire private industry in America just because of an ideology? Like, again, who gives them the power to do this? Who gives them the power to say that by such and such year, every automobile is going to be electric? Mm -hmm. Especially after we just saw the complete disaster of incredibly cold weather on electric cars. Um, I mean, people were stranded. Their cars are dead. Uh, the charging stations don't work. I mean, we have had zero public debate over this. Uh, and and I, it just, again, I, I'm watching this growing control of government power. I want to say to Joe Biden, who do you think you are to tell me I can't cook on a gas stove? Like, you have no authority to tell me that or to control uh, an entire industry. Uh, and yet this is what's happening. And again, it's rooted in this whole psycho green movement, uh, which is based on a bunch of lies to begin with. But anyway, the, 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 we'll have some explanations, hopefully, as we get into it. And the answer to that is he has an uh, army of attorneys and lawyers who can twist whatever words to whatever he wants to say he can do whatever he wants. And, and I, I guess I guess what I'm saying yeah. is, you know, like I'm yeah. ticked off every time I see that. Like, yeah. who are, are you going to come take my gas stove out of my house? I'll shoot you. Or what are you doing on my property? Get mm -hmm. out of my house. You know, you don't have the right to get in my house and steal my stove. Well, what they would do is they go from the industry level. They just go on that level. Okay, so, so on the industry yeah. level, like who's got the guts to push back and say, get out of our industry? Well, but, but the problem is a lot of these industry guys are in league with them. They're all on the yeah. same... Okay, that's and, a whole but but that but yeah, it should right. tick people off. It should, I mean, absolutely. I mean, are you kidding right. me? Like, who do right. you think you are? But that's that's my point. But it, yeah. again, we just see this chapter is called the deep magic. The deep magic is casting a spell over normal, uh, you know, right thinking Americans at this point. And uh, and so let's talk it's a little like bit. Boiling a frog one degree at a time. Yes. So uh, Jonathan Kahn in this chapter. Uh, he makes the point that as America turned from God to the spirit of Baal, a transformation has taken place. And we've, we've witnessed this, the gradual paganization of America and Western culture. When Israel turned from God, the land became filled with idols. And so when a nation turns from God, he brings out the point we've already established. Uh, something will fill that vacuum. It's not going to be neutral ground. It will just be replaced with other idols, other gods. So when God is removed there still remains the need in the human heart for worship. So we will not ever become truly atheists. In fact, atheists just worship themselves anyway. Um, everybody's worshiping something. Uh, and, uh, and so we, you get rid of God, you're gonna be, your land's going to be filled with a thousand other gods, mm -hmm. with a small g. Uh, so as America turned from God, it began deifying various aspects of our culture. Um, and he makes the point here, one's God is that which is one's ultimate reality. Therefore, it cannot be questioned. And so this is why as we've watched America move from the almighty God, the one true and living God, to a host of other gods, you see this uh, uh, rise, I guess, of political correctness, of the cancel culture. In other words, you're not even allowed to speak against this. You don't even have a voice sometimes. The whole uh, DEI movement... Um, 
you know, where uh, like if you're a white person like myself, you can't even talk about racism because you're the problem. Uh, so you don't even have an opinion. Or we've seen this with abortion. Oh, you don't have ovaries, so you don't have the right to talk about an issue such as abortion, which is nonsensical. Um, but these are various aspects, whether it's femi- feminization, the feminist movement, uh, the green movement, uh, the ra- uh, some of the uh, racial, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, 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 social justice. So yeah, we're basically uh, we're basing you know our politics on all different segments of society and all different yeah. colors of skin and whatever. Um, but you see where they just shut you down because that the new god does not tolerate free speech basically. And a good point to bring out the free the the foundation of free speech is the Judeo Christian worldview. Yeah. Nowhere else on planet Earth do you ever see free speech from from any other ideology uh, that the that the nation you know puts in place. Only the Judeo Christian ethic. So we've seen the deification of other parts of our culture. Uh, wokeness, political correctness, uh, and he brings out that the worship of Baal was one of carnality and vulgarity. So associated with the worship of Baal were, were, was behaviors and things that were just disgusting, right? And how um, the American culture over time has become incredibly vulgar. Uh, it's it you know we used to be able to to look at a movie and figure out you know what was going on in that movie and then make a wise determination on whether or not to take part in it. Well, you know. It's nothing to find a popular movie of the day that's up for all kind of Academy Awards that might have like 25 F-bombs dropped over the course or taking the Lord's name in vain or just crude sexual talk has become normal. I mean, in, in most mainstream movies or sexually explicit behavior or nudity, um, this was not the way America was. Uh, and yet vulgarity, perverseness, uh, you will even watch uh, the reels on f- social media and you see all kinds of uh, just disgusting, vulgar language and behavior and dress. It's been normalized. Yes, yeah, it's become normalized. So we just have a very crude, uh, you know, culture. I, I, saw, uh, I saw a picture posted on uh, X. It was a, a formal ballroom dance. The men were all dressed to the hilt, you know, in their military regalia and the ladies were wearing long gowns. And it was, you know... Uh, formal dancing, mm-hmm. which you hardly see anymore. Now you see people grinding body parts and, you know, uh, being exposed. It's very pagan mm-hmm. and, uh, and crude. And, you know, the comments were like, oh, take this off before it offends somebody or whatever. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. look at everybody's dressed beautifully right. and the ladies look gorgeous and the men are, you know, incredibly sharp looking and, and the dancing is not sexual mm-hmm. um, per se. It's, it, yeah. you know, it, it's just dancing. And, but again, we've lost all that dancing has become synonymous almost with sexuality. Um, and so all of this is the influence of the Baalization, the paganization of, of our culture over time. Uh, he brings out the point that the spirit of Baal works toward altering perception. Where there is God, there is truth. Uh, where there is more than one God or many gods or many Baals, the door is open for many truths or many conflicting truths, so there is no truth. So you know, the purpose of Baal in a culture is to erase the uh, the boundary lines. Uh, we once talked about good and evil. Well, if there's no absolute truth, then one person's good could be another person's evil, and things just get blurred. Uh, even, you know, we talk about in the in the movies and stuff, the, the, the morally ambiguous character, right? Like, is this guy good or is this guy bad? Well, it depends on the 
the situation. It used to be like the good guys versus the bad guys, and now the good guys are the bad guys, and the bad guys are the good guys, and you don't mm-hmm. know who you're, who you're cheering for. But that's what the spirit of Baal does. So he, he, he tries to erase uh, the lines. Uh, he says here, uh, one of Baal's subversion of a culture is that the culture will turn away from objectivity to subjectivity. Talk, talk a little bit about that, objectivity to subjectivity. Well, well we've been speaking extensively about the tr- difference between big truth, big T, and your truth, the little T, right? right? And the, Objective and, truth that applies to everyone, everywhere, Yeah, I don't care what, how you feel about it. That's the truth versus kind of your truth, you know? And we talk about world, which is full of your truth and... Your little T is a is the world of chaos because right. everyone's operating on their own truth, and there's no there's no common ground for us to even be able to build anything or do Have anything. A conversation or anything. Yeah. So this whole thing of subjectivity, and this this again leads into, and we and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, but it leads into all the gender confusion and the sexual identity confusion that we have in our culture today. In fact, uh, Jonathan Kahn says, truth uh, was now what was true for the individual. If a man believed he himself. Uh, he was not himself, but was someone or something other than he was, a child, a woman, a leopard, a tree. There was no ultimate or absolute truth or any truth, no objective reality to contradict his own personal truth. And so we saw this, you know, a grown man who's 50 years old who's identifying as a five-year-old little girl and wearing a dress and wanting to go to kindergarten. Um, Before we would look at this person and say, you know, you are mentally ill, you have a problem. Now we're supposed to celebrate this person for their courageous coming out of the closet and being their authentic self. Well, what's that based on? It's pure subjectivity. There is no truth. There are no genders, uh, at least not binary. Uh, And so you can be whatever you feel like you want to be. Uh, But again, this is not new. We're going to see in this book, these spirits go all the way back. This this whole idea of of becoming... Becoming a woman if you're a man or becoming a man if you're a woman. Uh, I had no knowledge that this was ancient demonic stuff that goes way back uh, in history. This is not progressive at all. It's just a remix of, uh, of ancient paganism. Uh, and so, again, no truth, no objective truth, no lines, no capital T. Uh, then your personal truth becomes reality. And so, go ahead. I was going to say, even that situation you mentioned, there is a capital T truth. To the person who's making you celebrate it, their right. capital T truth is that you should celebrate what they want you to celebrate. And if yeah, and if you don't, then you're, you're canceled, you're yeah, punished, you're violating you're against the big T truth. So you can't avoid the big T truth. Right. The the small T truth is a misnomer. It, it it's not existent. It's just a political talking point to to attack people. Yeah. Right. It's fake. Yeah. Good point. So one of the phrases that uh, Khan uses to describe Baal is uh, he's the overturner. He takes what was once established truth with a capital T, and he tries to overturn it. And so he makes the comment here, without God, there was no more truth and, in fact, no more reality. Because if, if ultimate truth is, a, is actually ultimate reality, the ultimate reality being the way things actually are or really are, if you throw out truth and you throw out God, then you're throwing out reality. So words are now redefined. Boy, have we seen that. What was right is now wrong. What was wrong is now right. Values were altered. People were altered. And reality was forced to bend its knee before the new idols or else become the clay to be molded into the image of the new gods. Man, have we watched that. 
things where you said, what? You know, like, like if you believe in marriage between a man and a woman, now you're viewed as some psycho. Um, who are you to suggest that, you know, binary is normal or whatever? Uh, if you, if you talked to, this is way out, way out the window. If you told yourself that you needed to remain pure before marriage sexually, save marriage, save sex for marriage, you'd be viewed as a laughingstock in our culture today. Uh, because boy, did that go out a long time ago or that there's any, any, uh, boundaries between how sexuality should be expressed. Uh, again, who are you to, to judge me or tell me how I'm supposed to live? Blah, 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 blah. This is all that spirit of Baal, overturning uh, truth, overturning God-established boundaries, kicking down the fence, you know, um, erasing the lines, whether it's between gender, between good and evil. Um, so this, this is the, the, the spirit of Baal that's at work in our culture. He says, any position that denies truth and the existence of absolutes must ultimately contradict itself. Uh, it will, in the end, assert its own absolute truth. And that's the point you made. There, there really is only capital T truth. Uh, it's just your truth becomes the capital T. Right? Whenever you make a position, you're making a capital T. So for me to say, oh, there are no truth. There are only little T's. I just spoke a yeah. big T. Right. And that's, yeah. the, that's the inherent um, uh, contradictory nature of that position. You cannot say there's no truth because the statement there is no truth is a truth statement about truth and it's absolute in its nature. So it, truth is is an absolutely established fact. Uh, and when anytime you try to deny it, you you're always have to appeal to truth to deny well, truth. Well, the funny thing is to truly live out that little T truth is simply to not speak about any opinions. Right, you couldn't. You couldn't have an opinion. You just simply say you couldn't. Yeah, you could simply say, "What you let anyone do whatever they want." That's the true activation of that, which you're not having. But that's obviously that's not what's happening. What's happening in our culture today? Right. There's so, not true tolerance at all. No. So if you establish yeah. a you know a simple thing like you know no, no your biology determines your gender. Yeah. You know you were you were born a male, right. you are a man. Well, who are you to judge me? Well. And the very statement of who are you to judge me, I'm actually judging, judging your statement. You know, so I, it's, it's self-contradictory right. and, and, and it's self-defeating. And laws by nature are capital T's because they're restrictive in nature. Exactly. And by saying it's restrictive, you're saying there's a big T to it. So, so the point is when you throw God away and you fall into apostasy, now you are basically uh, making idols out of a thousand other things. But it doesn't make sense. There's no authority behind it. Uh, you cannot draw any clear lines because you have no absolute reality by which to measure it by. Uh, and again, this is where America's been drifting for a long, long time. He says, uh, even if this was a sign of Baal's spirit, it was uh, the other side. If one can turn the absolute truth which is or into what is subjective, then one can turn the subjective into an absolute truth. And that's where we've come now. So we have... You know this whole this whole debate again with men competing in women's uh, events as swimming or volleyball or whatever, because that man feels like he's a woman. Uh, well, we can't judge that because that's his subjective truth, right? And so, I mean, my gosh, it, there's no end to where this this could go uh, when truth is canceled. Um, he talks about the gods being re repackaged. He says uh, it was not only polytheism, the belief in multiple gods that characterized paganism, but pantheism the belief that everything was God. And so the return of Baal would also bring about the return of pantheism. So let's talk about that. It's one thing to believe, and in our culture today, we, we don't promote polytheism uh, 
at least as it's in the ancient way. Like we don't, we don't believe in a pantheon of Greek gods, right. but we have a million things we worship in our culture today, which which are gods, whether it's music or you know money, money whatever. So America is totally uh, polytheistic, and we are totally pantheistic. Talk a little bit about pantheism, this idea that everything is God. I'm God, you're God, nature's God, uh, mountains are God, my dog's God. No, I think there is there is definitely, I've heard many voices that's uh, repositioning this idea of spirituality, spirituality to say, oh, find a God in you, find a goodness in you, and and they might not be saying you are a God who has, because no one will believe that, like you're a God, but but there is a, there is definitely some type of like element of there's God in you, and there is a, uh, you got to just discover the goodness and your authentic godliness in you, which again, you know, like the, using, using some biblical words, right? Saying right. like, you know, Christ in me, the hope of glory, right? It almost sounds like uh, uh, self-esteem. like uh, Motivational, yeah, right. yeah. But 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 reality is so different. So that that heart, the message is so different from the biblical understanding of that. No, we are not gods. We're broken human, uh, broken vessels made in the image of God. Right. And that that Christ is to be elevated, not us to be elevated. Right. So so if if Baal's at work, he's going to be erasing the distinctions and, yeah. and erasing the lines. So the first line that he erases is the, the line between God and man. Yeah. Um, he's God. We're not. So again, pantheism, pantheism comes along and says, "Oh no, you're God, and we're one with the the consciousness of the universe, which is every living thing." Right? Then we start erasing the lines between being a human being and an animal. This is a perfect example of this ridiculous legislation trying to to be more humane to mice that are you know infesting our neighborhoods. We used to just kill them. And, uh, and now we're worried about the humane treatment of mice, but we're not interested at all in the humane treatment of a child in his mother's womb. Um, no one cares anything about that anymore. And so we, because there's no distinction between animal life and human life. In fact, a lot of, of uh, environmentalists believe that if we want to save animal life, we have to we have to call human life. We have to kill human beings. Well, there needs to be less human beings. The humans are the problem. They don't, they're not worried about fish species, or actually they are worried about fish species more than they're worried about human life. They, they want to save this or that or the other thing because humans are the problem. Uh, so we, we've been dealing with this battle for a long time. So that's erasing the distinction between human beings and animals. We are not animals. We're created in the image and likeness of God, and we bear his, uh, his dignity. Um, and we're miles uh, uh, ahead of the highest form of animal life, but that's gone. Now we, we treat dogs better than we treat uh, human beings in many situations. Um, and then the other one is you, you make the distinction between uh, uh, nature being sacred, nature being God, as opposed to God who created nature. We're supposed to steward nature. Now nature is something that we worship because we lost that distinction. And so it's interesting that Baal actually led to the worship of nature. Uh, and this has been happening in America. We're no longer stewarding nature as we should. We obviously were to take care of the planet, but uh, now we have this paganistic idea, this whole ancient goddess of Gaia, uh, where nature is deified. 
And so I just saw this, um, the World Health Organization, which that's another entity we need to be out of and need to need to disband. It's worthless. And their document coming out on um, on COVID and, and global health crises, they're basically saying that uh, we need to be able to force a certain way of living upon the population of, of the globe for the better good of the planet. Uh, we see this happening right now with the farmers over in Europe, right, where they're bl- basically blaming the farming industry for uh, global warming, which is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but it's this whole idea that somehow they're the gods, right, the, the, the folks sitting on the board. They're the, they're the new elite. They're godless, but they actually are themselves uh, acting like God. They're making policy for the rest of the globe, and their goal is to save the planet. It sounds very uh, demonic to me. It sounds like a counterfeit story of the gospel. Uh, when you make yourself as God and you're going to save Mother Earth, although you're not concerned with saving people, ultimately, you're concerned with saving the environment. Um, so, so much of this crazy green movement stuff that's going on comes right out of the spirit of Baal uh, and paganism, and it's a it's it's a going backwards. It is not progressive at all. It's very regressive, uh, and takes us right back to you know you see these people hugging trees and performing um, ceremonies in front of in nature that are really demonic in their nature. Um, uh, again, just fearful about what's happening to the planet, so much so that people are gluing themselves to asphalt and de- defacing great works of art and all kinds of stuff, um, blocking highways, interrupting meetings. Um, I mean, just all kinds of crazy hysterical stuff taking place that's really, again, it's rooted in the pagan mindset. Yeah, and the way I kind of think about it is this, you know, uh, any good training on parenting or marriage would tell you, like, good relationship uh, a a healthy way of living is setting correct boundaries, you know, um, within the correct boundaries where you have the fullest life, right? We talk about in, in terms of like a basketball game, within correct boundaries, rules and regulations, you're going to have the best game. With no boundaries, then no one will ever play that game, right? Yeah, it's meaningless. It's, it's meaningless and it's chaos. And what God came to man is saying, hey, I'm going to st- tell you what these boundaries that I have established for you you know, the difference between a man and a woman, difference between a parent and child, difference between a man and animals, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. A creation, you know, a difference between man and God. Like these are boundaries that God has set. And the purpose for these boundaries is for our, our for God's glory and for our good. Yep, our flourishing. Where we exist in the functions of these boundaries, your, your our lives thrive. Our families are flourishing. I mean, just think about for a second in a family, if there's no boundaries, all of a sudden your kids are acting like they're the adults. It's chaos. Right, um, and what the spirit of Baal is is coming to all these boundaries that God has established in, in from the essence of His creation to lead to human flourishing is the best way. And He's saying He's He's like the snake. He's like the voice of the snake saying, yeah. "Oh, those boundaries are restrictive." Did God really say? Did God really say that? That boundary just holds you down. That boundary just makes you not godly enough. If you erase this boundary, you will become like God. All these different boundaries, and he's erasing this boundary, and we have bought to those lies that these boundaries, these, these games, uh, these uh, these rules to the game is supposed to make it fun. That's the purpose of God, but we're trying to erase it so we can cheat and we can do it our way. Everybody plays the game with their own rules. Yeah, and next thing the game does no longer exist because it's meaningless. And don't you hate it when you're playing this raucous game of whatever and somebody says, 
Wait, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, you can. Well, let's go look at the rules. Yeah. You know, no, no, no. We'll that's, the way, that's the way we've always yeah. done it. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, uh, and again, it's like, to your point, that's no fun. And uh, now and, no one plays that game. Yeah. It's the and, same thing. Well, why would I play that game with you when you make up the rules as you go? That's not fair. Right. And and no one follows the rules. It's, it's like the same thing between, like, us and God. You you, you make that distinction go away. Or us humans and, and animals, you make that distinction go away. Now there's chaos. So this is exactly yeah. what Khan points out. Baal was depicted in both human and animal forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, many times it was a combination of an animal with a human. Uh, and so he says, while the Hebrew scriptures emphasize uniqueness and distinctions, mm-hmm. the pagan world nullified them. It's, it's interesting because God says, you should not make any image of me. God is making a very, very distinct and clear boundary that says, I am not like the rest. Right. right. To, Don't to, even try. To confine me to an image is to, you know, do harm even to my character. Even good intention of saying, oh, I want something that I can represent the worship of. No, no. Clear boundaries. Do not cross this line. Yep. No graven images. Yeah. And this, he, he ends with a pretty uh, philosophical paragraph here that's good. It, it's worth spending some time on. He says, the bending, the blurring, and breaking of distinctions characteristic of the pagan world began seeping into nearly every corner of American culture and life. And let me just pause here too. We have this whole androgyny movement, right? No distinction. Like you look at someone who says, is that a woman or is that a man? Uh, again, this was part of the pagan world. God's very clear about the distinctions between men and women, how men dress, how women dress, how, how women wear their hair, how men wear their hair. In other words, you should be able to look at a, a woman and go, that's a woman. Look at a man and go, that's a man. That's godly. Those are distinctions. The devil's always trying to blur the distinctions. Uh, and this happens so much even with the, with the whole transgender thing. Um, uh, the uh, uh, transvestite, uh, the, the reading of books in public schools with men dressed as women, uh, it's all b- gender blurring, uh, confu- bringing confusion where God drew a clear line. Um, the distinctions between right and wrong, life and death, natural and unnatural. We, for instance, we talk about homosexuality being unnatural. That's a biblical uh, going against nature. That's not how men are supposed to act sexually, and yet that, that line's been erased. Um, good and evil, they were now blurring and bending and breaking. All were born of the same root, the pagan confusion of merging of the creator and the creation of God and man. If the world was God and man was one with the world, then man was God. As God, he could nullify reality or create another. He could even recreate himself. He could make the unnatural natural and the natural unnatural. He could alter values. He could turn right into wrong, evil into good, good into evil. And and this is what we're seeing today. You know, if you want to... If you do something totally crazy, radical, perverted, the louder you say it and the, with the more confidence you say it, you're basically saying, I am not redefining what was good and evil. And we see this happen. That's where the cancel culture comes in and the gaslighting comes in. The goal is to make you go, wait a minute. Am I really on the moral high ground here? Do I, is what I believe really right? Because now people are questioning me to make even the most obvious thing seem unobvious. Um, and boy, it's, it's happening all over our culture today with a variety of things. Um, but listen to this. He says, if man had become God and God was the world, then there was nothing else. 
then there was nothing beyond the world to give meaning to life or purpose or existence. And if the world was broken and the world was God, then God was also broken. And then there could be no repair. And if man was lost and man was God, then God was lost and there was no hope of redemption. And so the dismal emptiness and hopeless despair of ancient paganism began creeping back into Western civilization and darkening it. For how could there be any hope of redemption or salvation if the one drowning was the lifeguard, God himself? Now, we talked about this. There's a hopelessness that grips people when all the lines are, you know, between God and man and man and animals and good and evil and all that. When you start erasing the lines, you fall into this massive black hole of of hopelessness. And we're seeing this today. I mean... uh, uh, in Western uh, nations, uh, suicide is on the rise. Uh, drug abuse, anxiety, anxiety, fear. people freaking out about nihilism. Of- you see in media, you see in movies and shows. There's a depressive sense. There's not optimism. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but the thought that I'm God is really depressing. Well, that's that's the that's the paradox. That's the uh, what was what was it called irony of it. Yes, we all want to be God. And then if someone finally discover and they they erase that line between us and God, and you actually believe you're God, you're like, this yeah. is what a God is. I mean, I know I'm That's broken. T- I know I'm yeah. not. I don't fit the job description of a true God. Right. Uh, the same thing. If if I'm God, or if there is no God, or if nature's God, and my job is to save Mother Nature, which a lot of these climate extremists. I mean, imagine going to bed at night thinking your job is to save a dying planet. I mean, I'd be freaking out over that too, because um, I just don't have the resources. Um, on on the flip side, when you recognize there is a Creator God who is all powerful, all good, transcends us, yeah. and we can never become gods. They created the earth, created to inhabit. All of a sudden, there is a tremendous sense of hope and optimism that saying is that there is goodness, there is perfection outside of ourselves. Yeah. There's hope. There's hope for healing. There's yeah. hope for redemption. And that's what the I'm not the, the end all. About. There is truth. There yeah. is good. There is evil. And uh, and when you begin to blur those lines, uh, hey man, you're living in a world that's just absolutely chaotic and depressing. Maybe we need to start preaching the gospel once again from that perspective of saying, hey, guess what? Good news. You are not God. There is a God out there, and you're not it. Amen. Amen. But that's the irony, isn't it? Because we sure like playing God. We yeah. sure like being no, in we, charge. No, we want the benefits of being our doing whatever Autonomous. we want I mean, until we suffer from it, and then we're like, ah, oh, I want you no. Know, and God. when the pain comes, and that's when we realize we don't have what it takes to to heal us or to heal anybody else, and that and that's where it gets to be really discouraging before the light shines. So. Uh, but man, you can't. You, uh, this whole paganization uh, um, of America is, is more and more clear to me now, uh, as the direct result of what happens when you reject God's authority over your life, um, and you look to Baal. Uh, we wouldn't. We wouldn't call it Baal. Uh, I don't think anybody would call it Baal. But that's exactly the spirit behind it. The the overturner, the eraser, the uh, the the one who blurs all the distinctions, the one who tries to. Uh, to repossess what God once possessed. So uh, eye-opening. He says, uh, the leader of, uh, of Christian civilization was becoming distinctly pagan, talking about America. Baal had turned America uh, into 
its own antithesis, and that's what Baal does. He's the he's the uh, the God who turns things upside down. So if we want to honor God and put Him in first place, and uh, and God we trust, and all that, then Baal's job is going to turn America into the complete opposite of of what she once was. And I think he's off to a good start, at least where we're at today. Um, so much of our history has been attacked. Uh, our heroes have been yep. mocked and ridiculed. But we're starting to wake up to it. I think the church, the church of Christians, the followers of Christ, should be waking up to it more and more. And we're, we're sniffing something's wrong. There is a different God we're worshiping, and you might even be influenced by this God on a day to day basis. And that's when there's repentance. And so we've we've talked about if if Baal is the eraser of the lines, then. We really need to get back to the scriptures. We need to know what God says. We need to honor what God says. We need to respect the boundaries God has placed around us. To your point, if we want to experience maximum human flourishing, we have to follow the manufacturer's manual, and we have to start honoring the distinctions that God has made. And this is where we have to speak out you know, on the gender issues. We have to lovingly speak out on sexuality. We have to speak out, and we have to live differently. Um, with, with what is true and what is right, what is good and what is evil. It's really time for the church to get back speaking out boldly about these things. I would venture something that's probably very personal, but uh, definitely a, a it's just convicted my own heart. Is Anxiety is really a, a symptom of us playing God, right? You're controlling things. The Bible clearly talks about don't be anxious about anything. Yeah. Offer your quest to God. Anxiety is basically saying you are, you are carrying a weight that you have no control of, yeah. which really is God's way. You're blurring the line between you and God. Now, I don't think anyone who's fight, fighting anxiety, and I struggle with anxiety, is like, oh, I want to be like God. Right. That's not the You bail worshiper. Right, you, you bail worship. It's not about <laughs> condemnation. But it's, it's, a, it's definitely an awakening to say, no, in these moments when I'm battered by these anxiety and fear, I am playing, I'm blurring that line. I need to go back to my lane, yep. follow the scripture with thanksgiving, and, and petition to God and saying, God, that's your lane. I'm going to stay in my lane obedience, yeah. and you take care of your lane. But I'll tell yeah. you what, like even the the distinction between our view of, of origins or creation, you throw out God, you throw out the Bible, you throw out God as creator, and this this whole climate hysteria that we have now is the result of a paganistic view of creation, of, of, of the creator, of whether it's uh, evolution or whatever is replaced, whatever godless thing is replaced, our view of, of creation, this is what you get. You get a bunch of petty human beings overreacting and freaking out and trying to find a cause to live for and trying to save Mother Earth, who does not need saving. Uh, instead of stewarding, we end up controlling. And these folks are talking literally about shutting down our way of life and existence. We're going to be eating bugs if they have their way. We're not going to be traveling. We're going to be living in very tiny houses, and we will not have gas, no gas stoves. Uh, we will not have cows out flatulating in our fields and providing meat. And my response to that is, you first. Let me, let me see you live that out yourself first. Boy. Just show, now, now you're meddling. Yeah, every yeah. one of those folks should if be the really first one. you really believe in it, show, show me how you live in that lifestyle first. Make sure you lead by example, right? You yeah. you have to first follow. So if you really believe in that, do that first. We need to get some tickets and fly out to that Davos event. And they see won't if, let us if in. We can, if we're on, we're probably, there's probably a list of people they won't let in. I want to try to speak for that event. <laughs> Let's make that a prayer request. That will get some I'll tell them all where to take their bug eating. <laughs> And now that's probably won't be. No, that's it. one. I heard that's one of the most exclusive. Like you, you can't get in there unless you're like. It's so like, 
whatever. It's, it's so exclu- elitist, yeah. exclusive. It's totally against the spirit of what they're, Our tribe, what they're, yeah. what they're supposedly trying to bring. Egalitarianism. It's like, uh, nice try, guys. Eat yeah. your bugs yourself. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll look forward to seeing you next Thursday. <laughs>